From years of anxiety to warrior and mentor, Bradley Robinson created the Anxiety Project to help you end your anxiety naturally. Let's mold the new you and let's end anxiety together. Hello and welcome to episode 188 of the Anxiety Project podcast. I am Brad Robinson. Today, let's talk about techniques for that day of dread, that day of fear, another day of anxiety, another day of checking in on your symptoms, reacting to those catastrophic thoughts, another day of being overly sensitive. You know what's coming because you've been in that cycle for a long time. So how can you break this cycle? How can you incorporate new strategies to lessen all of this anxiety? Make sure you write down notes as well because you want to use this podcast and my videos on YouTube as a tool for you to get to the place you've always wanted to get to, right? Because enough of this suffering, enough of living in fear and avoidance and dependency, it's time for your true self to come forth. If you're watching on YouTube, you might have noticed that I got a little bit of sun this week. I've been out with Maggie, my fiance. We've been to the beach. We've been out hiking in the woods. And we talked to each other and we said, wow, our moods went through the roof like we feel so good all the vitamin d all the grounding we did you know walking on the beach in our bare feet what a difference it makes so if you haven't already go out for those walks go out for those hikes go to the beach spend some time outside get some of that sun because it does make a difference now, before we dive into the techniques for this anxiety day, I want to go over your comments on previous episodes, starting with Melissa. She leaves a comment on YouTube saying, I have 24-7 dizziness. I go to the doctors and my blood pressure was 96 over 64. Usually, it's 107 over 64-ish. Now I have been constantly checking my blood pressure. Yeah, Melissa, so you've reacted to it with strong emotion, right? Negative emotion. And now it's been at the forefront of what you value, right? Because it's a th potential threat, right? Having that blood pressure, bam, shifts your map of the world, potential threat. Now it's at the forefront and now you're obsessing over it. I understand. And now she goes on to say, I'm so scared to die. I'm sick of living this way too. Every symptom is a trigger. You think 10 years, I'd get it by now. So you said 10 years, that's a long time. You've been practicing this sensitive way of being for a long time. Use what I'm saying in this episode, Melissa, as a tool for you to break out of this sensitization cycle, right? You have to adjust your lifestyle in order to calm down your stress response. What are you doing daily and what can you sacrifice and replace it with in order for things to calm down, right? In order for you to calm down. 
right? And this helps to add more of the belief of why you are a healthy person. Because if you're exercising, if you are eating a whole foods, healthy diet, if you are meditating and doing breathing exercises and really giving back to yourself, then you're cementing in a new foundation of, oh, I am healthy because I do all of these different things right, Melissa, you want to do all of those different things. You want to explore what healthy is, right? What makes up someone who is empowered and what do they do and incorporate those habits into your life. And I'm sure the more that you do that, Melissa, the more you will look into the mirror and see someone who is a healthy person rather than someone who's overly sensitive and, well, you view your health. You view your image in the mirror as an unhealthy person, right? So use your obsessive drive to strive for more of a healthy way of living, okay? I hope that helps to some degree, Melissa, but use my podcast as that tool to become that healthy person, use the techniques I mentioned in this episode, and I'm sure you'll start to break out of that cycle. And, well, I think that's a great place to leave that question. Thank you for leaving that, Melissa. Sian uh, says, for me, the constant checking started off small, and now it's a huge dragon. These programs I've been running are my normal I have to accept that. I'm just so grateful for your podcast because now I have a chance to get out of this loop. Thank you. Thank you, Sian, for your comment. If you want to leave a question for me, if you want to leave a comment, you can do that on the YouTube video version of the podcast. You can go to my website at unplugganxiety.com and send me anything because I will do more Q&As in the future so you can ask me anything now an anxiety sufferer they wake up sensitive whatever is plaguing them it'll pop up first thing in the morning and what they pay attention to the most determines what they value so if they're paying attention to strange symptom or sensation or catastrophic thoughts it's going to be at the top of their values list so as soon as they wake up It's there. It's at the forefront of their mind. The dragon they are contending with will be waiting for them. And usually you see this in the middle of the night because our unconscious, you can look at it as the unconscious mind opening up and you're becoming more susceptible to what's lurking underneath the surface. So if there are worries and fears there, well, you'll wake up sometimes in terror, sometimes in extreme stress and distress. And you'll have a hard time getting back to sleep because there are all of these unresolved dragons flying around your mind, flying around your unconscious mind. And so those unresolved, unsolved problems hit the anxiety sufferer hard in the morning because... When you wake up, you can look at it 
like the mind is more aware because there's no distraction when you are alone with it, when it's just you and your own mind, right? So when you wake up, it's just you. It's just there's nothing else to distract you from the truths that lurk within you. And thus, it's overwhelming to someone because they get all of those thoughts and sensations and then react to it and they start their day off with all of that dread, all of that baggage. And then they say, how am I going to get through the day? Their emotional glass is to the brim. So any novelty will be too much for them to handle. Their body is continuously in a state of hyper-awareness. They're tense, achy, irritable, weak, foggy mind, racing mind. Their sympathetic nervous system is on most of the time. That's your stress response. The anxiety sufferer dreads the day because they have a good idea of what it will be like. They see the pattern of their life continued. Their normal, their normal day to day is dread, anxiety, fear, distress, loathing. Their, their pattern of suffering is continuing. It's going to be another day of this. This is my life, right? It's time to break these patterns by incorporating some of these techniques into your day. The first technique is the manifestation movie. You want to do this technique in the morning and at night for the best results. Now, what it is, is it's a meditative practice. You can spend five minutes, 10 minutes, however long you want to do this meditation for. But what it is, you sit, close your eyes, you just do some deep breaths, and you just imagine the day the way you want it to go. I love this technique. This is probably one of the most powerful techniques you can do for anxiety and by imagining how you want the day to go the cortical brain is speaking to the amygdala so the cortical brain is our thinking brain that's where we imagine and daydream where we populate our mind with images and also we engage in rational dialogue, language, words. That's the cortical brain. The amygdala is our emotional brain. That's our fear response. That's the fight, flight, or freeze response. It's more ancient. It's more unconscious, right? We, it's hard to recognize what's happening in that part of the brain. And it's more easy to recognize what's happening in the cortical brain. We can easily track our, what we thought or what we imagined rather than 
why we reacted with strong anxiety in that particular situation. So we can change the narrative in our cortical brain to change our emotions. And this speaks to our unconscious brain. Oh, this is what Brad wants. When you imagine how you want the day to go, you'll change your emotions. Now, the unconscious mind is so fascinating because it doesn't know the difference between what's real and what's imagined, right? So when you imagine the best possible outcome of your day, what you really want to happen, then the unconscious mind goes, oh, this is what you want. I get it. Okay. And what's so interesting is that the scenario you play out, it gets interpreted by your internal world, your unconscious, as, oh, this is doable. I can actually conquer this. Rather than you reacting to the irrational dialogue in a fearful manner and then suppressing it, which then results in a more reactive and fear-provoking experience throughout your day. So you want to change the internal movie and it'll change the outcome of your day. Unbelievably powerful because you want to show yourself You can actually conquer the dragons rather than suppressing the fears and then letting the dragon come up randomly throughout your day and then you'll be eaten by it. You want to gather the armor. You want to gather your sword and shield before you venture off into the cave. Because what's curative is recognizing the dragon and then finding the solution to conquer it. You want to find the dragon when it's in its lair rather than it popping up. You want to show your unconscious mind that it is possible for you to get through all of the fear-provoking scenarios that you expect. Right? The dragon doesn't have to eat you. Unbelievably powerful. Then there's the elastic band technique. The elastic band technique is so interesting. You wear an elastic band on your wrist and then you slap the elastic band on your wrist so that it it distracts you or not distracts you, but it shifts your perspective. It stops the loop of negative thinking and you can catch it and change the internal voice using that rational voice to calm the amygdala and you can use short utterances like this is a challenge right because when you say this is a challenge challenge means it's something you can face and overcome so using 
that cortical, rational inner dialogue to change the pattern is important for lessening all of that anxiety because there is that eight-year-old voice, that little childlike voice whining, saying, fear this, I don't like this, I don't like that. You can use a different voice to say, hey, this is a challenge. Relax. Today is an opportunity to prove my old self wrong. Right now, it's an opportunity to prove my old self wrong. So use that rational voice. Now, I would go around all day slapping that elastic band on my wrist, even if I didn't catch the thoughts, because some thoughts become so reflexive. Reflexive means they're well-practiced thoughts that you don't even realize that you thought anymore. They're just You just feel the emotion associated with the thought. So you, if you catch yourself in a negative state, slap the elastic band on your wrist and then engage in that rational dialogue. And the more you do this, the more you're training that internal voice, right? The more you're training yourself. Imagine that chaotic mind of yours as a dog, an untrained dog. What do you do? You have to continue to do the same things over and over and over again until the dog gets it. And that's the same thing. You have to tell your mind that this is how things are going to be. This is how things are. You have to break this cycle. Now, if you've been practicing this cycle for a long time, it's going to take a long time to break. But you have to continue to train this irrational, childlike, untrained dog mind, right? The next strategy is to slow down. Slow down. Too many things to do, right? Rushing around, getting things at a fast pace, walking fast. You have a chaotic day ahead of you. Then that keeps you in that anxiety mode. What if you purposefully slow down by 20%? Or more specifically, what if you picked out certain moments of your day that you know you will be rushing around and you slow down by 50%? What if you added more time to your day? So if you're rushing at certain moments, how about you wake up a little bit earlier or you sacrifice certain things and that you show up early to your job rather than you're barely getting there on time or you're late all the time, right? You're adding more time to your day, which means you have to sacrifice certain elements of your day. You have to sacrifice maybe some of that TV time. You have to sacrifice meeting that person, that friend after work for you time, right? Give yourself more time. And when you do take those moments, when you slow down, take some breaths. Take some breaths. And anxiety sufferer, is so detached from their external world and from themselves. They're living up in the mind, 
right? So when you slow down, you start to come back into the present moment and you come back into awareness. And awareness can be quite daunting for someone with a lot of trauma because when you come back into awareness, all the things that you haven't dealt with yet start to come up, right? But you need to come back into awareness. Let those things come up. Use tools and techniques I talk about on this podcast to let go of all that baggage. And that's where healing comes into play. That's where enlightenment comes into play. Health, empowerment, that's where it comes into play. You have to slow down because your sympathetic nervous system is driving you further into unhealthiness, further into chaos. Just slow down and you'll notice that you'll start to feel better. You'll start to notice things around you. You'll start to pay attention to your internal world and recognize, hey, it's a lot of chaos in there. Hey, you know, I'm I'm sad. Emotions start to come up. We start to connect more with those emotions instead of suppressing it and ignoring it and you know, sitting in front of the TV and distracting yourself all the time. You have to sacrifice certain things in your day for sacred time sacred time it's crucial for me when i would have those busy days working in the film industry when there's a break i would go out into my car and i would meditate for 10 15 minutes i'd give back to myself i'll slow my mind down i'd write in a journal write down everything that's causing me some distress and after my break i'd come back and i'd feel more grounded I'd feel ready to go. I'd feel lighter. The next strategy is to listen to your mentors periodically. Your mentors, they bring out the best in you. You are who you hang around. Use podcast. Use YouTube as a tool. Because, I mean, they are revolutionary. We can surround ourselves with the most disciplined, spiritual, strong people on the planet through these mediums. It's unbelievable. It's YouTube and podcasts, they are like fire, Right? It can be dangerous. It can burn you, right? You go on YouTube and you watch ridiculous, nonsensical videos, junk food videos that don't serve your higher self. And yeah, that'll burn you. But if you're disciplined enough, you can use YouTube as a tool to serve your higher self. You can surround yourself with the most complicated intellectuals, spiritual people out there. And that will only absorb 
into you, you will start to think like them, talk like them, behave like them. The more you hang around them, the more you listen to them. Their mindset will start to absorb into you. The next technique is do small chores throughout the day. You get a dopamine kick when you do something you knew you should have attended to, but you didn't get around to. For me, I used to do things like clean my car. Well, I still do that, but when I was going through my recovery, I would just use my anxiety as a fuel to do productive things. I'd clean my car. I'd clean up my room. I would start to minimalize my closet, get rid of just toys and all junk I never no, that wouldn't serve my higher self. And I would notice that I would feel better because even though I wasn't feeling good, I did this thing anyways, and that feels good. At the end of the day, man, what a day I had. I didn't want to do those things, but man, I feel so much better because remember that the state of your room and your house and your car is a direct reflection of the state of your mind. So show yourself that you are capable of much more. In the end, you want to be your own best friend, right? Someone you can care for, look out for. The more you work on yourself, the more aware you become of what works for you and what doesn't work. But you can't determine what works for you if you don't implement new strategies into your day. It's only when I practiced meditation for a month, I started to see the benefits. Oh, this is working for me. I'm starting to calm down. I'm starting to get in touch with this other realm that I didn't even know existed. Or when I was doing breathing exercises, after the breathing exercise, I felt like, wow, I feel so relaxed. This is insane. Or going out for walks or sacrificing those negative friends that just weigh you down. I started to, I started to serve my higher self. So I had to be selfish in, in a certain way. In, in a selfish with a capital S. Right, serving my higher self because once you start to change yourself, everything else starts to change. You start to attract different types of people. You start to help other people around you who see the change within you. It's unbelievably cool. So what do you have to lose? Start sacrificing certain things in your day start incorporating new strategies like the ones I mentioned and you'll see a drastic decrease in your anxiety and the chaos around you. And that's where I'm going to leave you on today's podcast episode. Thank you for being here with me today. If you have any questions, you know where to go. Please rate and review this podcast on iTunes, on Spotify, That'll mean a lot to me because I know that 
it will reach more people who are suffering. We live in an age of anxiety. So this is an important tool for you to get to that higher self. Do not let anxiety define who you are. I will see you on the next podcast episode. Bye for now. Brad's Powerful Anxiety Recovery Program is now available at unpluganxiety.com. The Anxiety Project Program is downloadable and puts the power of anxiety recovery in your own hands. Visit unpluganxiety.com for more details. Recovery starts now.